Socialites, and welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where I study being social by being social. Holy hell, it's been a week. It's It's been a week. We're going to get into it. We are going to get into it. Because, girl, I've been preaching to you guys for years about being teacher tired. Brand new puppy tired is about the equivalent to day one of kindergarten. Like, you know, all the kindergarten teachers listening, you know, day one of kindergarten where they come into your room completely feral and you leave like the tornado from the Wizard of Oz crossbred with Hurricane Katrina. And you're just looking at your classroom like, what the fuck just happened? That, that is the tire that I'm experiencing on this here day of the Lord Jesus. Just so you know, I'm going to tell you why in a second, but I got to tell you something important. This Friday, we're announcing the tour, officially, the spring tour. I'm going all over, baby. However, they're going to sell out. My, my shows sell out. Just going to say it. This is how it goes. The shows sell out. If you want to make sure that you get tickets first for you and your party, your friends, whatever it is, you want to get tickets first Become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Jodenbrowski because part of being a Patreon member is that you get the ticket links to all of the shows before the general public. So you can get in there, get a ticket. You can even get the good tickets, those upfront fronts, you know what I'm saying? To make sure that you are going to be at the show. Also, shows sell out like, you know, I got Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. Those Saturdays, honey, they go. They go quick. You're going to see, oh, he's coming. Wait too long. Saturday's gone. Become a Patreon member and make sure you get it. Patreon.com slash Jodombrowski. Patreon.com slash Jodombrowski. Patreon.com slash Jodombrowski. Patreon members, I'm aiming for Thursday morning to get you the links to the cities. Now, I just want to let everybody know, I don't need in my life right now any bitching. I don't need any of that bibbidi-bobbidi bullshit, okay? Save the drama for your boss because, you know, they need to work harder. Save the drama for them. Save the drama for your pastor. Save the drama for your wedding marriage counselor. I do not give a fook. If you do not see your city on the tour list, girl, be calm, be patient because I'm taking the summer off and I'm going back on tour in the fall. This is how we did this, by the way, you guys. You guys talk in the comments, and I listen. Every time a city is mentioned, I tally it, I tally it, I tally it. The cities with the most tallies are where we try the hardest to get. And there are cities on there that I have been hearing for years that I am coming to in 2022. So if you don't see it in the spring, hang in there. It's most likely coming in the fall, okay? So now we know. This is a house of positivity, praise, and a, just like a touch of Jesus. And he is very much like Santa. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. So if I were you, if you do not see your city on there, you should just say what I always tell my kindergartners to say this when they're pissed. I say, okay, guys, let's say, oh, well, maybe next time. <laughs> and they do it. And it's great. And I catch myself saying, oh, well, maybe next time. Every single next time. 
So that's what's up. A reading from the book of D. Amen. Let's get into it. All right, you guys. So this, there is, there is a catastrophe. Oh yeah, by the way, it's patreon.com slash Jimbrowski. Go, 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 go. Become a member. See you soon. Okay. There's a catastrophe in my neighborhood. I don't know what happened from the time we moved here to now. Riddled with petty crime riddled with we moved to this side of seattle because we're like it's a little quieter it's a little more family oriented we're in our early 30s we need to be surrounded by families people who want to escape the riffraff of the deep city so we're gonna go where the families are was like that don't know what happened but if you're have a family around here i wouldn't let them walk alone at night let me tell you what's going on. First things first. Okay. First things first. Our dog is, you know, still in the process, that's gay for process, of potty training. So I'm getting up at all hours of the night to let this little guy out. So Morgan and I happen to do it together one night. And Morgan goes out to throw the poop away in our dog food bin is straight up gone. Now, I talked about this on Instagram a little bit. A lot of people in the comments, well, why not you keep your dog food bin online? Girl, I live in a townhouse. The first floor is not exactly a Real Housewives of Atlanta situation. So there's limited space. And if I want my house to continue to look like it's straight out of Crate and Barrel, I'm not going to clutter it with a bunch of dog shit. That's one thing about the dog like when we bring things for him in the house it still has to match the aesthetic of the house why because we're gay just accept it so we get this really nice dog bin it's dog food bin it's got it's like it's thick plastic with like a metal lining in the core of that plastic so you know the raccoons can't come about and give our little man some ribase and it's an airtight seal waterproof right all that right gone it's gone we turn on and then people are like well why don't you get a blink camera girl we got a blink camera we caught this motherfucker he came up with a headlamp on with his painter's mask over his face can't tell who he is but i will say this i'm not trying to body shame anybody but he's a frumpy ass looking motherfucker frumpy he might as well have walked up here in a moo from Walmart because he was frump city, bitch. Okay. He, so people are like, well, report it to the police. What do you think I'm going to do? You want me to call the police and be like, excuse me, officer, our dog food bin has been stolen. I would like to report a crime. They're going to be like, yeah buy a new one they have bigger fish to fry people are lighting cars on fire over here okay like hey i'm not gonna waste their time with my dog food that's gone anyway so then we go around to the front of the house just to kind of look to see if we see him and we smell gasoline okay that's very important remember that we smelled gasoline we go to bed, the day is done, blah, blah, blah. The next morning, when I go to take the dog out, what do I see on the side of the road? A big 
pile of dog food. A huge pile of dog food. This man got to the side of our house, dumped the food, and took the bin. Well, then I look up into the skies, and it looks like a scene out of Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds. Crows everywhere. They're all watching me with one eye and the other eye's on another crow because these dudes are ready to go down on this food. Okay, I counted. There were 25 crows within 30 feet of me. Like if you could do like a, a dome around my body, 30 feet every direction, there were about 25 crows. Then they're flip flapping, flying all over the place. Okay. So now these crows, you guys, right, they're all over. My car is covered in shit, like absolutely covered. We do have trees around here, so it's you're used to getting a couple bird turds all over, right? I'm talking covered in shit. My car looked white with black speckles. Like, I, it was unreal. I cannot even fathom the amount of fecal matter that was on my car. So I'm pissed. Well, what do dogs love, you guys? What do they love? They love shit. They love to eat shit. They love to roll in shit. They love to smell shit. They love to look at their own shit. So Max having a friggin' field day outside with this shit. Now, I know someone right now is listening like, well, why did you let him do that? There was literally so much shit. (laughs) It wasn't an option. I was like, I was like, I was walking him and I kept being like, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. Like there was just so much shit. Like he, he, he put his nose in shit and I just couldn't do anything about it. Right. Two days later, my dog is now having explosive diarrhea in his crate. You guys, I'm, this is a little graphic. I'm so sorry. This diarrhea, it's like his little asshole was a fire hose and somebody turned on the faucet and it just shot like like the thickness of a quarter stream straight forward before like arching to hit the ground. I'm like, oh my God, this dog is septic. Like, what are we going to do? He shits his crate twice in one night. And I'm like, honey, I'm not dealing with this. Hell no. This dog's going to the vet. Also, long story short, getting a vet around here is a nightmare. There's the, there's like one like really, really good vet that I've been trying to get in forever. The woman finally was sick of me calling to ask if they're taking new clients. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, we haven't taken new clients in a few years. Years? I, I'm pretty sure this is against the law somewhere. Anyway, I take the dog to the vet. Lo and behold, he has what's called Giardia. You might not know this disease. If you have heard of something called traveler's diarrhea, you know, when you go to Mexico and you drink the the water out of the fountain and, you know, you're losing your body weight per day from pure liquid shadoobs, that is what Giardia is in dogs. It is very rare, but people can also get it from your dog. So I'm over here like, good God. If I'm going to get this dog Giardia, at least let me come out with a six-pack. Seriously. 
Anyway, he's got Giardia up because of all this dog shit. So also, Giardia gives you a little bit of more diarrhea. This is such a poopy podcast. I'm so sorry. Giardia gives you a little bit of more diarrhea so that it can like flush out the parasite. Okay? Okay. Oh, by the way, you get the Giardia from an other animal poop. Where did he get it? The friggin' birds. So this man, okay. So he's pooping like crazy now. I'm letting him out again at midnight and like two or three or four in the morning. Okay. We go out there, you guys, and the robber is back. He's back. He's out there. So I come in the house and I'm like, Morgan, help. Morgan comes out of the house, you guys. With a meat tenderizer and hands me a rolling pin. I'm like, Morgan, what are we going to do? Bake this man a cake? Are we going to meat mallet him to death? Like, what? What? This is what you grab? Like, you had, he had, you guys. He had to actively think in his head, what am I going to get? He had to conscience, consciously go into the kitchen, open the correct drawer to grab the meat mallet. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I would have went for our toolbox and and gotten probably a screwdriver. Like, people kill people with screwdrivers in prison, right? <laughs> so it's kind of effective. Also, I wasn't trying to kill anyone. But if there's anything that I do know about crime, it's that if somebody has any sort of a weapon and you don't, you're likely about to lose. So I'd rather be somewhat armed than not, right? We see him, we catch him, he drives away. And again, it smells like gas. How fishy. So now I'm over here playing Nancy Drew trying to figure out what's going on on this here day so i start getting freaked out and i cannot let him out at night anymore because i'm just too i'm you guys need to know one thing about me is i'm a baby back bitch i can't even do haunted houses i one time headbutted a man in a haunted house because i was scared for my life and everyone's like it's a haunted house man i'm like i know but he like was scary it was like coming for me what what the hell do you want me to do like reaction that's me just a full-blown little bitch. And I'm six foot three. I'm six foot three. Like, I physically look like a protector. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. But you know what I do have? I got a mouth. And I will run this mouth. Ooh, honey, I will cut you with words. <laughs> I can do that. I can cut you with words. I can hurt your feelings, but probably not your body, right? Anyway, so what do I do because I'm so scared? I went online and I bought a taser. Now, I was thinking this was going to be just like a little shock. This thing comes in, you guys. It's like straight up voltage. <laughs> you can see. You can see the the line of electricity going from prong to prong. And it's like, it is it is as loud as when a, when a bug hits one of those bug lamps like in the deep south that you guys got hanging on your porch 
it literally sounds like that. Like, and then there's a little bit of a fried smell after you do it to the air. I can't imagine if I have to do this to his skin. So I buy it and I take it out there. The first day comes and I am out there with my taser and Mac is going violently shitting everywhere. Okay. It's three o'clock in the morning and I hear a little rustle in the bushes. So at my my logical brain kicks in first. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's probably just a little raccoon. And when I say little raccoon, you guys, the raccoons around here are like, they're like baby bears. It's nuts. I'm like, it's probably just a raccoon. No big deal. It's going to get scared of me. And if it comes by, I'll just tase it, right? I don't know. Just kidding. Kind of. No, 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 no. I then catch a whiff of gasoline and I see the robber coming down from the business across the street. And I'm like, oh, hell no. And now he's walking at me with the same friggin' painter's mask on with the headlamp on his head. And I'm like, hell no. So here's something that's going on, right? I'm I am a scared little bitch at this point. Like, I'm pretty sure there is a poo nugget in my panties because I do not know what to do. So there's flight or fight, right? I'm not going to fight this bitch. Like, I'm not. I don't know what you got going on. You're fucking crazy, man. No. So I do think very quickly in my head, I'm like, if that guy thinks that I don't see him, he's going to try and sneak up on me. So I better let him know that I see him. So I look this man in the face and I'm getting ready and I have my hand on my taser and I was just going to give it a little like in the air, like the equivalent to when you have a gun and you just shoot a couple rounds in the sky, like very threatening. The equivalent to when like a cobra kind of stands up and puts his we're going to call it a veil. I don't know what the fuck it is, but a veil makes a cobra sound very gay. And a cobra releases his veil to be like, fuck with me, right? Like, that's what I'm going to do with the taser. Nope, I puss right on out. And, <laughs> and I just go, come on, Mac, come on, Mac. And I pick up the dog and I run into the house. The blink doorbell camera footage of that is just amazing. So now I go upstairs and Morgan and I are watching this guy from the roof and he's putting gas into his car in a milk jug. So we're like, oh, this shit ain't right. This shit ain't right. And then we put it together. The business across the street has huge vans that they use for transportation. And we're like, oh, this guy's stealing their gas. That's what's happening, right? Max still sick as shit. I go over to the business and I was like, hey, I'm a neighbor. <laughs> I just want to let you know, I think someone's stealing your gas. And they go, yeah, we know. He cuts the bolts to get in through our fence. And I'm thinking he siphons the gas. They tell me this dude is drilling holes underneath and in the sides of these vans to get the gas. So I'm over here thinking, does a drill even like... Is that a fair match? Drill versus taser? Like this, thank God I didn't go over there to tase this man because he has an industrial-sized drill 
Are you freaking kidding me? What do I got to get now? A baseball bat lined in barbed wire? Come on. I'm freaking out around here. Needless to say, we're getting the fuck out of these parts. I am moving. I do not care. People are like, well, that's what you get for living in a city. Not me, girl, okay? I'm a little bit, when it comes to my living situation, if I'm not feeling safe, then you don't see my face. Like, that's what we're going to do. I'm not trying to have heart palpitations when I go let my dog outside because I'm afraid that somebody is going to drill a hole into my brain. No. This is not the life I'm trying to live. So I need you all to know that my new mission in life, my goal, if you will, I want to be a basic suburban mom. I know you didn't think you'd hear it from me. You never thought you'd hear it from me. I used to cap on the suburbs left and right. Not on today. I want to be a basic suburban mom. I, I want to buy a minivan. I want to take my kids to soccer. I want to be PTA president. Could you imagine the the comedy that I will be writing when I am PTA president? Just going to leave that there. That's who I want to be. I want to put on a fake Burberry scarf with gray sweatpants and a hoodie and smoke a cigarette as I'm driving through the parent pickup line. I don't even smoke a cigarette. Just want to just want to, and you bet your ass it's a Virginia Slim. I want to be a basic suburban mom so bad. I want to drink wine. I want to drink red wine out of a white wine glass and not give, and put a little fruit in it. That's what I want. And I want to drink it on my patio and I want my neighbors to be cutting the lawn and I want us to not even talk to each other. We just sort of raise our glass and we're just like, keep on, bitch, we're here in the burbs. Here we go. And if you can throw in an an in-ground pool, you got yourself a deal. I don't know, you guys. Life is changing so quickly, and that's where we're at. I'm going to get into some of the emails. They're great. This week's emails, I'm, I'm going for the Patreon members. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you're a Patreon member, you also have a direct line to me in the messages. Do I write you guys all back? Sure as hell do. Sure as hell do. Got some good ones from Patreon this week. Become a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. It's Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Still going to keep this person's identity a secret, but we have talked about this. I do have permission to post, and I cannot wait. Here we go. Hi, Mr. D. I've got a hell of a story from last week. A student who's habitually faking illness and annoying his parents enough where they don't make him go to school. This year is the first year he's been held accountable to make up his work, which must be absolutely perfect, or he has to redo it. Oh, that's right. I like that. Lay down the law, girl. I also call him out on his fake ailments and call his parents telling them to not pick him up if the nurse calls because he found someone else to send him and he knows, I know, that he's faking it. Oh, like he, he, told, he told the music teacher like, I'm sick because he knows that you won't do it. They do that. They do that. We have him on a positive behavior plan. He was getting all his work done and only missing school on rare occasions with a doctor's note, because I think his mom is scared of me now, 
And guess what, Joe? He's doing fantastic. Fast forward to last week. He had makeup work to do from when I was out with that Omicron loveliness, and he refused to work for the sub. It's always like that. They like you and nobody else. I know ugh, I've had a student like that every year. Thursday, his work ethic was depleted, so he stayed in. On Friday, I asked him what excuse he gave his mom the day before not to come to school. Yes, this is highly unprofessional, but the kid is savvy, and we have a relationship where we call each other out on our shit. Yes, he's only eight years old. He told me, I told my mom I had a fever, which I did not have. Then I annoyed her until she caved in and let me stay home. I got to play video games all day. Are you going to tell on me? I told him, honestly, no. You came in, did your work without complaining, didn't bother me, and didn't ask me questions. You already know the answers to these questions, so I'm just disappointed. Let's let's let it lie. Just don't do it again. He responded, okay, thanks. Can I be honest? Me, you always are. Kid. I'm only, oh shit, I'm only in school because I'm legally obligated to be here until I'm 16. (laughs) Me, what a coincidence. I'm legally obligated to deal with you every day, so I guess we're both stuck in this muddy water together. Him, I never thought of it that way. Thanks for trying to make school fun at times. It's not my favorite, but you're a pretty great teacher because you don't fake your feelings. Never in my damn life did I expect an eight-year-old to tell me about his fucking legal obligations. I cannot with these children of the YouTube generation pour me a damn glass of wine and make it June already. Girl, I feel you. I got a story for you. It's so funny, too, because when the kids start talking like whatever phrases and words they hear at home, it's just so obvious. You hear it instantly, and you know that they're just up to, like, being little parrots, repeating that. Okay, first of all, my heart is in Title I. I taught, out of all my time teaching, I taught almost exclusively Title I except for two specific years. One year was in private school, which I'm so glad I did because it just opened my eyes to education as a whole. The other, I worked in a bougie public school in the outskirts of Chicago. Now, these parents basically thought that their kids were going to private school. They thought that they ran the ship. What drove me nuts is that administration allowed this culture to just run rampant in the building. So we're just like, I'm over here like, excuse me, parents, y'all still don't got shit on the private school parents that live around here. So if y'all can just like, tone it down a few notches and realize that you just drove here from the Kohl's parking lot. And I'm not trying to hate on Kohl's. I'm just saying that's where we're all at together. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Have several seats and realize I'm doing my best. Anyway, this school also made you teach by the script, which I hate more than anything. I believe that a curriculum is nothing more than a script, and it's a teacher's job to put the meat on the bones. And what I mean by that is we know the class the best, so we take what we have to teach and we make it work for that class in the way that it works best for that class, not exactly by a script. Because if you have a curriculum and you say this curriculum works for children in fourth grade all over the country, that's not true because every single community has their own different peaks, valleys, problems, wherever 
they're at. You can't say that one size fits all because it doesn't. So why are we still teaching inequitably? I don't friggin' know. But this school... Like, it was to the point, you guys, where when they would come in and do your observations, like, there were five fourth grade teachers, and they would come all into our classroom within the same hour, and they wanted to hear the same language coming out of our mouth, like, saying the same things as all the other teachers. I'm just like, this is ridiculous, because I got this one over here who is about to put gum in their own hair just to get a rise out of me, and you want me to stay on the course of time? That's not real, girl. Get, get it together. So anyway, I had a big problem with the social studies curriculum. It was outdated. It was just in inaccurate to the times that we were living in and just not doing true justice to social studies. So I took a I took a good month to to regroup, to figure out where we were at where we had to get by the end of the year and what we were going to do. So I didn't teach social studies. I just used that time to like double down on science. And then I was going to double down on social studies later. That was my plan. Okay. Why? Because I'm the professional in the classroom and I know what I'm doing. That's what's up. So the kids all of a sudden start talking about, you're not teaching enough social studies. And I try to explain, you know, what's happening, how I have a process. Not that I have to explain it to your eight-year-old ass, but pop off, girl. Let's go. I then have a student, and this was so weird, she comes up to me and she goes, I just feel like my learning needs aren't being met. Red flag, red flag, red flag. That's a parent. That's a parent talking. Eight-year-olds don't talk like that. You're literally taking this from home. So I'm like, oh, these parents are getting in now. Then out of nowhere, my boss calls me down to his office, okay? I get to his office on prep hour, and he hands me a piece of paper. My entire class made a petition to get me fired for not meeting their learning needs because I wasn't teaching social studies. And I don't know how they got this to happen, but every single one of those fuckers signed the petition, even my best buds in the class. I'm over here like, y'all gave into peer pressure. Did you not learn anything through dare? You don't have to do what everyone else does just because they do it. You just threw your homeboy under the bus. Snitches get stitches, but that's besides the point. Anyway, I couldn't believe it. I'm laughing. My boss is like slightly laughing, but he's like, uh huh. Also, I'm like, why aren't you teaching social studies? I'm like, <laughs> well, let me explain myself. And here's the thing I was like pissed, but also not because like part of me was like, yes, you little advocates. But the other part of me was like, are how dare you cross me like this? How dare you? I am, like, responsible for your well-being for eight hours a day, five days a week. I'm I'm the reason you live through those hours, that you're fed through those hours, that you don't get harmed. I'm providing you shelter. I'm providing you love and comfort. And then you're going to do me dirty behind my back like this in my own house? For the sake of this story, my house is my classroom. But you see what I'm saying? I was also like, hell no. Hell no. So I let him have it a little bit. 
I was kind of like, I'm proud of you for standing up for what you believe in. However, you don't know what I'm up to. You don't know what I'm doing. So have several seats so I can waste some time and not teach by the script to explain this to you. Not that I have to, Virginia. God, that pissed me off. Let's get into another one because you know that I have um. Oh, here's a good one. Do you, you can't control the things that are said in your classroom ever. Ever. Here's the case in point from another Patreon member. Become a Patreon member. I'd love to hear from you guys. Hey, Joe, hope you're having a fabulous weekend. I have a story for you that I think you'll appreciate because kids say the weirdest shit sometimes. The other day, a student, fourth grade boy, came to me during some silent reading time. Kid, Mrs. Beep. I finally figured out what that song means. Me. Okay, what song? Kid. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard song. Me, trying to keep it together because Lord only knows what's about to come out of this kid's mouth. Me. Mm-hmm. Kid. Whispers. Titty milk. <laughs> While gesturing to his chest. Me looks horrified. Him, I used to think that it was just about her making really good milkshakes that all the boys like, but no, it's about her titty milk. <laughs> this is just nasty. Then he just walked back to his seat. I couldn't help it. I laughed out loud. And I snorted. Oh my God, where did these kids even come up with this stuff? <laughs> you guys, I gotta be totally honest with you. Yeah, 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 you teach to change lives, blah, blah, blah. But what kept me in the classroom is interactions like this. 1,000%. This is what kept me going. These, these, these casual encounters that just happen out of nowhere that you could never make up that they just hit you with some shit and you're like oh my god that's how a seven-year-old brain works like it's just amazing kids are the best you guys i have never laughed harder in my life than how i laugh at like kids and the things that they do and the things that they say the kids are the best kids are amazing they're just it's so amazing to watch their brains work it's nuts how their brains work I did have something like this happen to me one time. I had a, and it was about a song too. I had a first grader come up to me and it was when the sound, the song Uptown Funk by, I believe Bruno Mars was very popular. If you don't know what I'm talking about, town funk you up, Uptown Funk you up. This first grader comes up to me literally out of nowhere, everybody. And uh, just to just paint the picture for you, I was teaching fourth grade at the time. So why a first grader was at my classroom door is beyond me. He just goes, Mr. D, did you know that song, Uptown Funk You Up? It's funk, not fuck. <laughs> just plain as day. Just right on out there, just like that. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I didn't know, but now I do. And for that, I will forever be grateful. Thank you for keeping me educated. Hey guys, remember, if you become a Patreon member, 
you get the first access to tickets this week so you can go ahead and get your tickets as I go on tour this spring become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski that's patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski hello to our newest members Kathleen Turner Sarah Piasar Jenny Marcuso Lindsay Riley Amy Joe Falter hi there Amy Joe how you doing Tan, just Tan. Tamara Briarly. Amy Grace. Susie McGee. Susie McGee, you related to Bobby? I'm also sh- pretty sure I'm not the only one who's ever asked you that. Emily Lawrence. Ashley Galbranson. Melanie North. Dan Manning. Hey, Dan. I saw you on Trivia with Trish when we did our Zoom for the Patreon members. This guy is hilarious. Made by night. Good to see you, Dan. Sarah, just Sarah. Sammy Christensen. Gaylene Caterini, Marianne Red Jordan, Heather Erickson, Valerie Lewis, Allie Robinson, Allison Binkley, Holly Watt, Madison, just Madison, and Kristen Hayek. Hey guys, thank you so much for becoming Patreon members. And thank you to everybody listening to the podcast. I've said it a million times, but I'm going to say it again especially for the new listeners. Listen, laughter is the best medicine. This was one hell of a week for me. I was tired as hell. I had the dog shitting like a fire hose anus while also having to film my entire tour promo and just exhausted from getting up in the middle of the night. And then I got into the Patreon and I got into the emails from all of you and I was just cracking cracking up reading everything that you guys are telling me and I felt so much better laughter is the best medicine don't let this podcast be your only laugh for the week because you deserve laughs every single day I love you guys so much thank you so much for listening to the podcast go ahead and subscribe to this podcast leave us a five star review I love reading those reviews it's so great to see what you guys are getting out of the podcast I love you and we'll see you next week Bye.